You're watching the 22nd edition of the Local Lowdown Podcast. My name is Zach Bischoff, and we today are going to be talking about first the uh, we're going to talk about the uh, college football playoff, the uh, the Pens, and the well maybe the Pens and the Steelers. All that and more coming up next right here on the Local Lowdown Podcast. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the 22nd edition of the Local Lowdown Podcast. My name is Zach Fishoff and I am, as always, joined by... Danny Shanlin, sir. All right. Thank you, Danny. All right. Jumping right on into the proceedings here today. Danny, your thoughts on the 30 to 13? 13 to 10, excuse me, loss to the two win and 10 losses, uh, Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Zach... Man, oh man, it is hard not to almost laugh about the state of the 2023-2024 Steelers, man. I mean, there's not a lower point that the Steelers have been um, into than, than losing to the now 3-10 and 10 Arizona Cardinals. You know, they are the worst team in football. Um, you know, that's not, that's not up for debate. And, Jack, we got... The Steelers got outplayed in every facet of the of the game. Um, you know, they uh they did not execute anything to perfection. Um it was very it was situationally the Steelers did not cash in on their opportunities and Arizona the Arizona Cardinals did, you know, and that was the biggest difference. I mean, aside from the first drive. Um, where uh, Kenny Pickett and the Steelers moved uh, effectively. Um, other than that, the, uh, the Steelers really, really struggled to move the ball consistently and produce points. You know, um, Kenny Pickett, um, prior, or prior to the, the uh, um, first half ending, was, uh, had a, got a high ankle sprain. You know, on the one-yard run, Mitch Trubisky was unable to punch it in on fourth and goal, which I thought that was really the turning point of the game. Because Danny, if, if I may interrupt, what were your thoughts on the uh, fourth and one uh, play out of the shotgun? Yeah, Zach, I, I mean, I don't – I feel like, in a sense, the Steelers were a little stuck. Because, you know, you, your quarterback just went, went down, but you're on the one-yard one, and you want to catch, catch uh, get a touchdown in. Run a um, push. I right. got it in. That's it. No, Zach, that's exactly what we probably should have done. And Do it while it's still legal. No, Apparently, it, it, <laughs> exactly. Gidell wants to ban it. Exactly, man. No, I mean, yeah, and I, because it works so well. But I think that, that Arizona – was able to kind of realize that, like, because of, you know, Mitch Trubisky, that being his first play from scrimmage, they're probably not going to have him throw the ball because it's so close and it's his first throw. Um, so they, they really sold out on on the run. And obviously, Najee Harris was unable to, to get the uh, – get uh, get all the way into the end zone. Um, so I think that a pretty sneak, like the setback, would have been the better course of action. I think the biggest thing – 
that the Steelers have, have got to figure out how to do is to work as a unit on offense, Zach, because right now it seems like a lot of individuals trying to make plays, but not really a team collectively trying to make plays and, and, and get drives together. And Zach, when we're in the red zone, we have to produce. You no, know, we ended up Deontay Johnson, you know, scored or uh, a lone touchdown in the game, and that made it twenty-seven ten. But other than that, Zach, we were unable to unable to move the ball aside from getting stopped at the point. You know, I mean, I think when you look at um, the other teams in the NFL, you know, the the Chiefs, the, the Eagles. Um, the, the Ravens, teams with Flint, the Dolphins, who scored 45 points against Washington, they work as a unit. You know what I mean? And they're able to scheme guys open. I feel like we're having a really, we're having a really difficult time doing that. Now, Zach, I'm going to take some positives away from this because... You found positives? It, no, here, here's what I'm going to, here's what I'm going to say, Zach. You know, I think there's been a lot of this will be good. Go, go ahead. What you, what, what this will be good. Oh no, no, because Zach, here's 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 kind of the the other viewpoint that I'm going from, right? Obviously, one of the worst losses in the Tomlin era was was yesterday. You know, there's no there's really no debating that, man. I mean, to lose 27 to 10 to a bad Arizona Cardinals team. And be be that outplayed by them. I mean that's not good. But you know, I I am hopeful that on a short short week, you know, on a uh, a game where we didn't we didn't come up just a, a couple plays short. We came up dozens and dozens of plays short. Um, that we can hopefully come together as a as a team and, and really kind of put our best foot forward in these in these next uh next few weeks here man because we're really getting down to getting down to crunch time here man i yep. mean we really really um could i mean we could have put put ourselves in the upper echelon of the league if we took care of business we would have been sitting at eight and four and we did the exact opposite but honestly, sure we check with our starting quarterback out. I think this is the time, if there's ever been a time, for our um, team to come together and figure it out because something's got to change in fast, man. Your thoughts on Deontay Johnson dancing after that touchdown? Yeah, Zach. That, I, I mean, that's Deontay Johnson has been labeled, you know, by the media as being a disinterested player, you know, and. Based on what he what what uh he did last week on a on a fumble play where he just walked off the field, you know, and didn't. didn't it's not a, not a good couple of weeks. No, not not a very good couple of weeks for for Deontay Johnson, and I think Deontay Johnson has the best intentions. I think he you know values being. I think he views himself as a number one receiver. I think he values um his role on the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much Deontay Johnson. Though is situationally aware of, you know, that the what he's kind of being, um, what's kind of being said about him, which I think is good, in a sense, but also like, um, 
that was not the, the time to celebrate because you're down 17 points to a, to a bad team in the fourth quarter. You know, yeah. and, and I mean, we, we, we had we had so many. I mean, George Pickens went out, went out for for a little bit. I mean, we we are we're so banged up right now, you know. And I think that's um that's going to be something, something to watch. But obviously, that that was not the that that not the moment where Deontay could do that. Um, but I I think that Deontay Johnson has just got to kind of um just simplify things a little bit. I think Deontay Johnson sometimes overthinks when he's playing. Uh, it's easy to say as a fan, but how many times do we want Deontay Johnson just to catch the ball and then think about what he's doing rather than, you know, think about the play after, after the catch or the celebration after the catch. So that's, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful that they're kind of talk to him and get him more kind of situationally aware of everything. You know, he apparently addressed the, the fumble play with the team. Apparently, um, Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner gave him that opportunity, and, and he took it. Um, so that that's encouraging. But Zach, I mean, where do we go from here? There's, there's so many wolves, man. They really, they really are on 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 in all three phases of ball. You know, I mean, the defense gave up 27 points to Arizona. Yeah. You know, Boswell missed the kick, which never had. Like, I mean, I just again. If there's ever a time to unite, this is the, this is the week to do it. And you know, honestly, we have the chance to to you know have a short-term memory. But Zach, like, what are your expectations for the rest of the year? Do you think we just after this walk we just go completely downhill, or what do you think? Uh, well, I don't want to say yes to that, but I feel like that now that, that since we've lost to the Arizona Cardinals, I, I feel like at this point it's you know, the only place we can go is up. So, yeah. And especially with it being a short week, I feel like, it, you know, if you couldn't win against the two and the then three and ten um, Cardinals, and I'm not sure what in the world you're going to do um, for the two and ten um, uh, Patriots on Thursday night, just three short days away. Yeah. I also, I also think that that game was, it was also the game from hell. Um. It was uh, not one but two rain delays, which is yeah. something due to uh, severe weather here in the local area uh, during uh, during play. So I think what was it? They resumed from the one, and then they yeah. what? Did they did they even kick off, or did they just did they, they their, or did they send them back in? I, I think they I think they I think they kicked. Off. I want to say they kicked off, but I'm not exactly sure. I I don't quite remember. But Zach, yeah, that 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 oh, certainly. No, it, it, it was a, they they came back and then they scored the touchdown and then they and then they yeah. postponed it from there. So it was like yeah. nine, 90 minutes in total rain delays. No, that was I mean that again. I think that on that helped helped out Arizona, man, because they they what the, what Arizona wanted to do was just make everything as disjointed as possible. You know, we the Steelers outgained the the. Um, the Cardinals and still, you know, came up uh, well, well short. Uh, it it was really, really cool to see James Conner, a, a Pitt alum, um, just do do an awesome job for the Arizona Cardinals. James Conner's and very easy got a root for you know a Pittsburgh Pittsburgh guy through and through. Um, so that was pretty cool to see. But Zach, I mean. 
Oh man, it doesn't really get any lower than this right now, man. No, it doesn't. The Steelers really. I mean, we gotta we gotta accept our losses here, man, and just kind of start from scratch here, honestly, man. You know, I think it, it honestly will be interesting to see. And I know Eddie Bolter and Mike Sullivan have had a chaotic couple of weeks to say the least. But like, we need we need another another spark on offense. So I honestly, obviously, we want to wish Kenny Pickett the best and getting uh, getting better and, and dealing with that high ankle sprain. But I also am kind of intrigued to see like what new things that we haven't that we haven't tried out before can we do with um, Mitch Trubisky, you know? Mm-hmm. Because Mitch Trubisky, you know, turns the ball over a lot more than, than Kenny, but he also takes more risks. You know, he takes more shots down the field. So, um, I mean, I I want to say I'm looking forward to the New York, New England Patriots game because, like you said, Zach, I think the only place you can go from here is, is up. I'm also a little bit fearful though because we could be in for more of the same in just three straight days. All right, yeah, thank you, Annie. And now we're going to move on uh, to the college football playoff, the 2022 college football playoff. Uh, it makes no sense at all. So, your rankings. The final four are number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington. Number three, Texas. Number four, Alabama. Michigan will get Alabama in the Rose Bowl, and Washington will get Texas in the... Cotton Bowl. Danny, your thoughts on the uh, first, the final four? Yeah, Zach. Uh, this was probably now. I haven't seen you know. Actually, I have seen the college football um, playoff since its inception. You know, I didn't follow it super closely in the earlier years because I was a little bit younger. But this has got to be the most. Um, up for debate top four that we've had in, college, in the college football playoff, playoff history, man. I mean, it was tight, and and there was not – with four teams, there's not a lot of room, period. But, I mean, the committee had such a hard job. Um, I think that um, – I, I think that the committee mostly got it right. I would have put – I would have had Alabama as number three and Florida State as number four instead of Texas um, because Florida State did everything that they could do. You know, I know they're in the ACC, and that's what held them back. I mean, obviously, they're quarterback. Heisman Trophy candidate uh, Jordan Travis going out with an injury did not help their case at all. But, man, oh, man, you have to feel for Florida State because they went undefeated in a Power 5 conference. But, I mean, Zach, how how would you like to be in Michigan right now? Because Michigan's been, like, you know, they beat Ohio State. They beat Iowa easily. But their reward for doing it, for, you know, being the number one team and winning the Big Ten is playing the SEC conference champions Alabama, after they beat the number one team, 27-24. I mean, that is just – the field is so deep, and I think that that's going to be a tremendous game. But 
man oh man are we in for a treat uh come come new year's uh new year's day man or new year's eve sorry in what universe do you put alabama 11 12 and 1 excuse me in yeah over florida state 13 and 0 acc champion for the mere reason of not having your star quarterback. No sense. No but, sense. Zach, this I would the, the thing that the committee cites is is the strength of schedule. You know, and I I mean you like Alabama in the in basically the first round of the twenty twenty three college football playoff beat Georgia, you know, and as a result, they I think they kinda deserve I mean the champion the the conference championship or the conference champion and the SEC deserve to be in there, no matter what. I feel like because the SEC. Well, the, the SEC makes the most money. There, there it is. Well, that I mean that has something that has something to do with it for sure. You know, I That's think a lot, it has a lot to do with it. And no, you're, you're you're right, Zach. And like you said, I think this is why I'm really excited for the for the 12 team playoff come next year, man. Because it's no more of the fifth best team. Going thirteen out being robbed, you know they still get they still get a chance. So and that's more that's just more big games and you know keeps the excitement of college football going. But man, oh, like dude, and I don't, I don't I think Washington and Texas is, is going to be great too. But I mean I can't I, like the the Michigan Alabama game is just going to be mono mono and mono, you know. And I mean Michigan did not their reaction to to seeing. The Clemson Tide did not give me a, a boatload of confidence, considering that their room was pretty pretty silent after they were announced as the number one team playing Alabama. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, but but I, I have another but, point when you're done, by the way. What's up? I have another yeah, point yeah, when you're no, done, by the way. I mean, I'm just, I mean it's just it's going to be a treat, man, for all college football fans. And also, Danny, you know, my thing with being Florida State being left out is you have, like, going back to last year, you have TCU – who lost their college or who lost their conference? They're in the Big Twelve, I believe. Yeah. And uh, and they were retained in the fourth spot. So, what what's the difference? You know. I I think well I, yeah I think that I think what what you just said is the uh, is why because the community with one loss, I mean they they put. They put two teams in there with one loss, yeah. and they put and they they. I mean, I think I think Florida State should have gotten in over Texas. Honestly, I know Texas yeah. beat Alabama, but it wasn't in the. But then that, that then that argument, Jack, is that the regular if if Texas doesn't get in, then then they're going to say, oh, the regular season doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all, and you know that that has to matter too. So I mean, yeah. like it. Oh man, it's yeah. Uh, and also, I noticed in the. Um, in the I saw a graphic with the with the uh, selection criteria. Yeah. It said at the very bottom, it said it was like it was like strength of schedule. There, there were there were like three or four things, and on the bottom it said unavailability of key players or coaches or other yeah. factors. Right. So right. They just justified themselves leaving Florida State out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I, I saw when I saw that, I'm like, holy! And hello, and welcome to whoever is uh, tuned in live. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Um, 
But yeah, I think uh, that there's your reason for Florida State being out is that last uh, uh, bullet point there. Um, well, so and it comes. Go ahead, Zach. Sorry, buddy. Good. No, it just comes down to SEC versus ACC too. You know, yep. because because um, out, uh, Alabama had the chance to play better teams than Florida State did in their conference, and that's not. You know, Florida State can only play who's on their schedule. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, I mean, they, they're I, – I, oh, man. And I saw the uh, the FSU athletic director had put, had put out a thing basically flaming the uh, the, the selection committee. And well, his, his argument basically was, what's the point of playing the regular season games when yeah. the, the results on the field at the end of the day don't matter? And you're going to leave a team out based upon the fact that they don't have their, their quarterback? No. I, it's, I, I mean, I, I can't argue that. It's, right, what, and it's hard. What's the, what's the point of playing the games then, you know? It's hard not to, right? I think – I mean, and that's why I'm super excited for the 12-team format yeah. because you look at, you know, the March Madness, 64 teams get in there. You know, same mm-hmm. thing with the, the soccer tournament going on right now. Um, you know, 64 teams – Get in. I mean, it, so like, based on the regular season, different teams from different conferences have the ability to get in. And the reality is, you know, if you're if you're a a um, let's say like an um, I'm trying to pick like a, a team that's like a uh, like the one that's coming on is like an Oklahoma State. You know, if you're you, they're always ranked like 17. You know, mm-hmm. but because of what they are and who they play and how they do, like they're never the fourteen playoff. They're never going to get in when they have a banner year, you know. So, so that's why I'm super excited for the fourteen playoff now. Uh, Danny, which matchup are you going to be watching uh, more intently? Yeah, no, I think definitely um, Michigan Alabama. Man, I mean, I think it just um, I'm super excited to see uh, JJ McCarthy and and uh, Jalen Milrow, go at it, man. I think they're um, super talented. I think that um, it's honestly, it's, again, it's going to be a bigger test for Michigan, honestly, because Georgia's – the last game Alabama played was against Georgia, which was the number one team. And and that's – I mean, and I think that when you're coming off of that and when you see that big win – you know, like that—that's something. You know, I was good, but nowhere near. I think Alabama had that game. Uh, all right, Danny, your uh, your picks for each game, and then we will pick the our winners of the national championship. Yeah, I'm gonna say, um, man, I'm gonna go. Well, I think Washington takes care of business against Texas. I think, I think oh, they're okay. They play, yeah, I think they played. I mean, they played uh, Oregon top, and they, they they found ways to win different ways. You know, I think they're. they're I should I should have watched that game. I knew it. Huh. Yeah, that and but again, it's also like super like again talk about markets and money that we were just talking about. The Pac-12 yeah. game was on on a Friday night. You know, um, the the which I guess is pretty prime time, but. Uh, the SEC game was sat Saturday three thirty, you know, so every, everybody's watching that game. But um, but yeah, um, so I think Washington takes care of business against Florida, and then 
Oh man, I I think I think Michigan takes their business against Alabama. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, let's see. I need to look up here. Oh, quick like. Um, Danny, let's uh let's talk some crap on Penn State, shall we? Sure, man. Okay, so we got Penn State playing number ten, Penn State playing number eleven, Ole Miss in the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, a New Year's Six Bowl. Danny, yeah. uh, your thoughts on how James Franklin can't win any game, any any big game in any big spot? Uh, James Franklin is not the guy long-term for Penn State. I mean, I really think that he just, when it matters, he's a great recruiter, a tremendous recruiter. He gets guys to come down to Happy Valley because of the campus, because of, you know, the, um, the sellout crowds, the whiteouts. You know, that's that's an electric atmosphere. But, Zach, he's terrible, 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 terrible in, in big games. Right. I, I, He's one and ten against Ohio State. Hasn't been there, I think. I mean, that just that doesn't get it done. You know what I mean? And I think that um, I don't see with James Franklin and State is consistently going to be the tenth best team. And I mean, with the college football playoff, they they're going to have a chance to make a run. Yeah. They always reach to be a national championship contender with James Franklin in there. Yeah, I, I, uh, I saw something that if the playoff would have gone to 12 this year, uh, Penn State would have likely met uh, Ohio State, I believe. <laughs> a little bit of a rematch, huh? Yes, sir. Um, all right. Uh, that's all I really have on Penn State for you. All right. Uh, what else want to do? Um, uh, let's go Penn. So the Pens currently are scoreless in the late in the first period on a power play where they will likely uh, pass it around and not shoot it, pass it around the outside, or force uh, one of the slap passes down the uh, – I, I hate the Pens power play. Let's talk about that. What's the problem with the Pens power play? I know, I know we've mentioned this, but we have nothing else. We, we just got to got be more direct, man. We have to be more direct. That's what, come, that's what it comes down to. Pucks yep. in that. You know, I mean, that's that's literally the best power plays are the most simple, man. And the yeah. Penguins are simple at the moment. Uh, what else? Got anything else? Oh man, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful, Zach, that the Penguins can take care of business because, as as you know, it's a big home and home against the against the Flyers, man. And we want to obviously avenge the um, avenge the four three four three overtime. Overtime loss against the Flyers uh, on um, Saturday. Yeah. Danny, any final thoughts on uh, anything discussed here on the 22nd edition of the Rosalind Podcast? No, Zach. Uh, dude, I mean, it. Um, it's hard to believe that we're getting into crunch time for uh, the NFL and that we're already down to bowl games and playoff um, the college football playoff being announced. I mean, man, oh man, is it flying by? So I'm just going to try to enjoy, enjoy all the sports, man, and always appreciate you, uh, you having me, Zach. Appreciate everybody for watching, listening. All right, we want to thank those uh, those two or three folks that tuned in with us live. Sorry, we uh, kind of 
kind of caught on to us late, you can always watch the replay on YouTube that'll be available shortly after we wrap things up here. Uh, until next time, he's Danny Sealholzer. I'm Zach Fitzgerald, and we will see you next time right here on the Local Lowdown Podcast.